At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. is Playing Around with Paige Renee. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Playing Around. I'm your host, Paige Renee, and I'm sorry if I sound a little nasally today. (laughs) This is making my already not soothing voice sound even better. It has been the worst here in Arizona with allergies. We have monsoon season. And if you're not from Arizona, you're probably a bit confused that we have monsoons here. But it's only for about a month at a time this will happen, usually in August. We just get torrential downpours. And it doesn't last very long. It'll only last for, you know, maybe half the night, sometimes even 10 minutes, and then it's done. But it's just a massive rainstorm. And that just for some reason makes my allergies terrible. We also have haboobs, which are these dust storms. And you never know when they're coming. Same with the monsoons. And you'll look at the weather in Arizona. It just says sun, 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 100 degrees, 105, 100 degrees. And it will never have any of this on there, the monsoons or the haboobs, because they never know when it's coming. I remember I was practicing at ASU and it looked a little dark and cloudy. So I was like, Hey, I'm going to leave. And within three minutes, there was a massive dust storm, the haboob, and then it just stopped like 10 minutes later. And it, that happens. It just is the weirdest thing here in Arizona, but the monsoon season just destroys my allergies and it's not fun at all. Also have frogs outside where I live and you just hear this like, those are my frog noises. (laughs) every night that we have the monsoons and it is horrible, horrible. 
So it's not the best time to be in Arizona right now because everyone always says, you know, if you're from Arizona, oh, it's a dry heat. It's not that bad. But during monsoon season, it gets actually a bit humid and it's hot and it's not fun. And I have all these bug bites. There's frogs. My allergies are bad. I'm just going through it right now. But I'm excited for today's episode. I'm going to talk about Tony Finau's win, BMW picks, Ryder Cup picks, and so much more. I'm going to mix things up a little bit, and I'm going to put TNA in the front of today's episode because there are two questions that I've been getting a lot recently, and one of them is stupid. One of them is actually really good, and I want to talk about it because I think it's a really interesting topic, something that I've been thinking a lot about recently. So we'll just get right into it. I don't know how many more times I need to say this, but stop asking women if they're pregnant. I get so many DMs from people either telling me that I look pregnant or asking me if I'm pregnant. And it is beyond frustrating (laughs) because I'm clearly not, well, I wouldn't say clearly because everyone keeps asking. I'm not pregnant. And that's just one thing that really messes with you because I feel like I've been working out and I've been eating right and I'll put on an outfit and I'll feel pretty confident and I check my DMs and everyone's like, congratulations on your baby. And I'm like, I'm not pregnant. I'm not. <laughs> I I just, I don't know why people keep saying that to me a lot. I have gained a little bit of weight. I've talked about this, but still men just have this weird idea that if my boobs look bigger, that I'm automatically pregnant. And in the last couple of videos that I posted, um, my chest just looks a little bit bigger. And I've talked about this on my YouTube channel and a lot before that the size of my chest fluctuates and it's not uncommon, but guys just don't seem to grasp the concept of, you know, maybe it's the time of the month, you put on a little bit of weight or lost a little bit of weight, the bra that you wear, there's so many different factors to making your tits look nice or bigger or smaller. And again, they just don't, you guys just don't get it. (laughs) And so it's always funny if I wear a different top or a different bra, or if I gain a little weight or lose a little bit of weight, how you automatically just go, um, if they're bigger, I'm pregnant. And, and I just don't get it and it bothers me. I get really insecure about it and I really try to block it out, but it's, it's hard and I think it hurts more or I'm more affected by it because it's something that I am also aware of. Um, I think, you know, getting a little bit older, I have to be more careful about what I eat and exercising and it's hard to always eat right and exercise when I'm traveling and I'm working all the time. But again, when you have someone constantly picking at you or telling what you need to look different or what you need to change, it can be really draining, especially when the ideal male or not the male, ideal female body is almost physically not possible. The women that you see on social media, it's either Photoshop or surgery um, or some kind of enhancements either way. And it's hard. You can't have these fat titties with a small waist and a fat ass. Like it just, it doesn't work like that. Like it's really hard to get those proportions. And so, you know, when people are like, oh, you don't have a butt, then I work out really hard and try to eat to get a butt. Then I'm like, oh, then you look fat. And then, or your waist looks big. And then when I look different, they're like, you're pregnant. And so it's exhausting. So moral of the story is, 
Do not ask women if they're pregnant. If they announce it, you can congratulate them on it, but don't go out of your way to ask women if they're pregnant. Just don't do it. Okay, so the next question that I got from someone, and I thought this was a really interesting message, is there was a discussion, I believe, on Reddit, and they said, who are your who are the best YouTube golfers? And someone sent me it and said, I'm so surprised that I was the first one to mention your name. And so I went on the Reddit feed and there were, there's a lot of really good female instructors or YouTube golf channels from women. And I was only mentioned, I think, once. And I have a pretty decent following on YouTube, but it was all the usual suspects. And I'm not knocking any of the guys who are doing what they're doing because I do think that a lot of the golf influencers do a really great job and each one has their own special little um, angle that they put on it or their little spin or, you know, how they present their content. And I, I think it's all very interesting and I like what everyone does. But it was also fascinating to see how female YouTubers or even females in the golf space don't really get the recognition that they deserve. And we talk about this with, you know, female athletes. And that's a whole nother subject (laughs) topic that, you know, I said I've wanted to talk about, but I want to get another female athlete on to discuss it deeper. Um, because I know a lot of people say that I can't really talk about that topic because I didn't fully make it as a professional golfer, but I have made it as a social media influencer. I feel like I have been very, important in this space. And I've built a very successful brand. And I believe that my content is really good. And I'm also very knowledgeable about golf and swing mechanics and different golf courses. And I, I've played this game at a very high level, at a higher level than most of the YouTube golfers that were mentioned. I played professionally, even though I didn't fully make it a lot of the golfers who are doing YouTube never played professionally or they never even played in college. And I did. I played at that level. And so at times it can always be very frustrating that I don't always get the recognition that I feel that maybe I deserve. And I know the counterpoint is, well, Paige, you show off your body so you don't deserve to be taken seriously. And if you want to be taken seriously, then you have to cover up and then maybe people will pay attention. And you know what? It's fucking hard. It's really fucking hard in a male-dominated industry being a woman in so many different ways. So I don't have the luxury that a lot of men do with certain aspects of growing a following. So I think it In a male-dominated industry, no matter what it is, guys tend to listen to guys, and they tend to trust guys more when it comes to an opinion or trying to give them instruction, and that's always been really difficult. I also think I maybe don't get as much credit because I tend to really simplify my information. I think you see a lot of swing instructors, especially on social media, try to seem smarter than they actually are. And so they'll use very complicated terms. 
um, big words and try to sound very impressive, and they do, but that's hard to follow. Golf is hard enough. You don't need to make it harder. And so I try to really simplify all of my swing instruction. And I think sometimes people think it's a bit basic, but that's what I'm going for. I have a purpose. I have a plan with all of the content that I put out. And I try to make the instruction as easy to follow that anyone could learn from it to a beginner golfer, to a scratch golfer. Anyone can learn something from my tips. And that's what I really try to focus in on instead of just making it as complicated as possible just so people think that I'm smart and I know what I'm talking about. Uh, It's also difficult, and I've touched on this before, but I can't cultivate relationships with men. So with a lot of the companies that I work with, I'm the only woman there or of a small amount that when I'm always talking to guys, they have an opportunity to bond outside of work or just to go on trips together. I don't, I can't do that. So it's harder for me to build relationships with people that I work with because I can't go hang out with them. I can't go text them. I can't, you know, build these bonds. And that also follows into my relationship with professional athletes. You see other content creators make content solely on meeting people and having those relationships with, you know, professional golfers. And I think that's really great content. And that's something that we need more of, but I can't do that. You know, I I can't meet a professional golfer, male professional golfer, and continue to talk to them and text them. It's inappropriate, you know, and I really want to respect Also, if they have a partner or a wife or a girlfriend or whatever, whoever it may be, I don't want to ever overstep boundaries. And so it's really hard if I have them on my show as a a guest or I play a program with them. It's kind of like I see them, thank them, that's it. And I'll maybe say hi at future events, but I I can't continue to stay in touch with them uh, just out of respect. And it's just at times can just be uncomfortable for them and for me. And I was just thinking about how how hard it is. And, you know, people always try to knock me down about how I built my brand. And I get comments all the time about it. Well, if you didn't show off your body, no one would be talking about you. Well, who knows if I would even have an opportunity if I didn't do something to set myself apart or to stand out because it is so fucking hard to be successful as a woman in a male dominated industry. It just is. It just is. I mean, can you guys imagine being the only guy in a a female-centric company where it's just women and then you? I, I'm sure you would feel maybe left out or uncomfortable and, and not uncomfortable in a way that's inappropriate, but just that you don't feel like you fit in all the time or that you you do feel left out, like you're an outsider and you just can't relate to them on certain levels or you can't get close enough to them to you know, build a relationship. So, you know, think about it that way. Cause I don't want you, I know a lot of guys listen to my show and I don't want you to feel like I'm attacking you guys or that you're doing nothing wrong. There's really nothing wrong or it's just hard. It's just hard when you're the only one in a group of uh, very similar people. And when it comes to, you know, like I was saying with like YouTube and everything that I'm doing, it's, it, it's just difficult to stand out, to build a brand, 
to be different and then to be respected for what you do too. And, you know, I I don't know if I'm always doing the right thing or if I should have gone a different route, but I'm rambling, but I think you guys get the point of what I was trying to say that there's a ton of challenges that um, women face, men face in certain industries, and it is what it is. And you have to just persevere and push through it. And, you know, I did what I did almost out of necessity. I built this brand and it was something that was unique to me and different. And I don't know if I would have been as successful if I went another route. You can always say what if, or I should have done this. Who knows? Who really knows? But again, I don't have the luxuries that a ton of other guys have in my industry. And those guys don't have the luxuries that I have as well. And I think everyone just has to use what they have to their advantage. But I would love to see um, female YouTubers in golf get a little bit more recognition because uh, we're all putting out some really good stuff and maybe try to look past certain things and just listen to the information that's being presented to you. And if you like it, great. Um, But it would be nice if sometimes people would look at the instruction that I'm giving out and actually listen to what I'm saying. And yes, I could cover up, but I don't want to. And I want to keep putting out the content I like to be putting out. So those are just two things that were on my mind that I wanted to talk about. And we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about Tony Finau's win and so much more. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. We are back, and I'm so excited to announce that Tony Finau has won again. Uh, he he was always my pick, and I think this was a running joke in some of the old podcast episodes is when I was picking for who was going to win. I kept picking Tony. We called him Top 5 Tony. He was playing so well for such a long time, but he could not get a win, and that was a very common storyline that Tony Finau just couldn't close it out. 
He is one of the best players, and for him to only have one win prior to this one was shocking to me and a lot of other people. He's a tremendous ball striker, can be a bit streaky with his putting, and he can go low, and he does go low, but he would always have either like one bad round or a blow-up hole or something that would take him right out of it. And so for him to finally get it done was great. I also liked Cameron Smith, who he was in a playoff with. I picked Cameron Smith as a top 10 for this tournament. So I was right on that one, even though, you know, I would have loved to see one of my picks win. I still think that it's so great that Tony won. He is one of the nicest guys on tour by far. Uh, There's a handful of, uh, there's a lot of nice guys on tour, but there's like this next group up are so incredibly nice. Jason Day, Tony Finau, Roy McIlroy, a couple others, but they are just like the most friendly people ever. And so to see Tony Finau be successful, they also just welcomed a baby girl recently. So a lot of things are going right in Tony's world and I couldn't be happier for him. It's a bit of a weird event with the weather that was going on and they ended up doing a Monday finish. I like Monday finishes because it just gives me golf on Monday, and especially when it's a playoff. So it seems like free golf, free golf, and can't go wrong with free golf. Uh, but I, I am so happy that Tony finally won. You know, it was Xander Schauffele and Tony Fino. Those were the two guys that always seem to struggle. And Xander won gold at the Olympics, and Tony just won. So I don't know who that next guy is. Maybe Louis Oosthuizen who uh, he's going to get a win soon. So maybe he's my pick for the BMW because he was struggling a little bit closing it, as we know uh, what happened in the U.S. Open and a couple other events. And so maybe it's Louis' time next because these guys aren't choking anymore. And sometimes it's fun to joke about. But when you think about how painful all of those moments are that, you know, you're so close to getting it done and it you just – you choke, like you flat out choke and it's your fault that you didn't win. And that just eats you up. Like it is one of the hardest things, especially in golf. And so to see Tony and Xander overcome that after not just one time of struggling, but you know, kind of multiple times in a row and to get over that hump and to win is it's really great to see. I know people are bummed out that they can't joke about it anymore, uh, but those guys definitely deserve it. And I guess we're on to Louis Oosthuizen now. So we have the BMW coming up, and I am very excited for the BMW. I'm enjoying the FedEx Cup playoffs. Again, I've been saying this week after week after week, but all the tournaments have been great. We've had so many playoffs, so many interesting storylines, and I'm also enjoying that we're not really talking about Brooks and Bryson all the time. That was something that was becoming a bit annoying. And so for them to not be always the leading storyline, you know, I kind of miss the back and forth and I hope it starts up again, which I'm sure it will for the Ryder Cup. Um, it, it's nice to see, you know, these good storylines of Xander and Tony winning all of these first time winners, so many playoffs. We have so many playoffs this year so far. And so I think the BMW is going to be great. Looking at the field, you got to go with the big names. Like when I think of my picks, I like the the tournaments that maybe not all the bigger names are in because you get the long shot picks, the sleeper picks. And so you can pick people who are like 150 to one and a lot of them have been winning recently. And so that's really fun because you never know who's going to win. But for tournaments like this, you know, it's going to be a top guy one of the top players. 
And so going down the field, I'm looking past like the top names. I like Daniel Berger. Sam Burns is also another good guy you should look out for. Patrick Cantley. There's a lot of guys right now fighting for a Ryder Cup position. Harris English is one of them. And so I'm going to talk about Ryder Cup picks in just a little bit after this. Uh, Victor Hovland, he's one of my favorite players. Billy Horschel is another guy who's kind of fighting for a position right now for the Ryder Cup. <laughs> Kevin Kister is another one, which we'll get into. I always love Jason Kokrak. You guys already know that. Uh, Rory McIlroy. He, you know, it's weird about Rory is that he's in and out. Like you never know if he's going to win by twenty or just not make the cut. Colin Morikawa. I mean, there's so many. I'm like going down the list right now. And I'm like, all these guys could potentially win. Cameron Smith, Kevin Nas been playing really well recently. I picked him for a top 10 two weeks ago, and he's been playing amazing. You know, it, it's a solid field. I still think we're going to see a big name win. Justin Thomas, obviously right in there. But I'm going with Louis Oosthuizen. Louis Oosthuizen is going to be my guy. I'm sticking with this idea that it's it's the the comeback year and people who have struggled they're finally getting it done and so Louis Oosthuizen's my pick if you guys want to check out the odds boosters name a bet and player props and so much more go to the points bet app you guys can use my code page to sign up if you are new we're adding new states all the time and points bet's awesome also if you haven't checked out uh, the Points Bet Instagram account, go do that. It's Points Bet USA. We're putting out so much content. I just did all of the college football previews, which was a lot of fun. You know, it's almost imp- <laughs> so <laughs> we talked about this on an episode a while ago where I was talking with Tori and we discovered that I might be dyslexic. I also think I have a slight speech impediment because words, some words are very difficult for me to say. And I stutter a lot and I can't get through certain things. And I talked about this where I was the starter in Dubai. I had all of these names and I just was botching them like one after another after another. And so it bit me in my ass again during these college football previews where I had to talk about the Texas coach. Um, I had to talk about the Clemson quarterback, and I seriously could not get through them. I couldn't get through them. It took me hours to do these videos because I kept messing things up. I had to say USC. I said UFC 20 times, and then I finally so so like almost got it correctly, and then I said UCS, and I... I could not get them straight. I kept missing everything up. Then I had to, I got through USC and then I got towards the end of one and I had to say LSU and I said USC. (laughs) I was like, how do I do this? I literally couldn't get through any of it. And the names too, uh, it was impossible for me to do. Impossible. So we had the Clemson quarterback, DJ Uyunglele. So I was saying it like Uyunglele, but then this is how Teddy sent it to me, how you're supposed to say it. Trying to find the file. Let me see if you guys can hear this. So this is how Teddy said I'm supposed to say it. Uyunglele. What? Like, what the fuck is that? T 
DJ Uyungalele. So then I said DJ Uyungalele, and then he got mad at me because I was putting too many gugugas in it. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, you're the tell, you gotta tell me if this sounds the same. DJ Uyungalele. DJ Uyungalele. That's the same thing to me. That is the exact same thing, but apparently it sounds drastically different. And so I had to do that one so many times because I literally could not get through it. There was another one as well that was eating me up trying to find it. Okay, so then there was another one that I had to say it was the um, the West Virginia's quarterback. It was the quarterbacks that were just getting to me. So it's, it's Jarrett Daigie. So I had to fit these scripts under, and I kept saying I, Jarrett Daigie. Like, I could not say it together, and I kept saying Derek Jagie. <laughs> I, I swear, I actually am dyslexic. And then the Texas um, coach, which is Steve Sarkeesian, Sarkeesian. Again, I thought it was Sarkisian, Sarkeesian. I don't know, but I got that one wrong, too. So it was a whole mess. But go check those out because I finally got them right. And I need you guys to go listen because I put some blood, sweat, and tears into those uh, videos. And you have to get, just like and comment on them. I think I deserve it after all of that. But again, uh, if you want to get in on all of the action, not just golf, but all of the other sports, literally any sport you could think of, go to the PointsBet app and go check it out. So let's get into some Ryder Cup talk because this has been a huge topic of discussion on social media. So they pick the top six players based off of points who are virtual locks. So you have Colin Morikawa, Dustin Johnson, Bryson DeChambeau, Brooks Kepka, Justin Thomas, and Xander Schauffele. So we have those guys, but then it gets a little dicey with the next six. So people are thinking it's going to be Jordan Spieth, Harris English, Patrick Reed, Daniel Berger, Patrick Cantlay, and Tony Finau. So a lot of people were saying that Tony wasn't going to get the pick because he hasn't won and, you know, he didn't play all that well in the last um, team event that he was in and not a great match play player. But after this win, I feel like Tony's pretty much solidified and as well as Jordan Spieth. And when you go down the list, then it's Harris English who has won multiple times. So he should also be on the team. And then when you look down, I would say right now, do you want Patrick Reed on the team? They call him Captain America. He has a great record. He struggled a little bit in the last team event. Also, when you think of team dynamics, it's already going to be a little bit awkward in the locker room with Bryson and Brooks. And so you really need all of the guys to gel. And I don't know if putting Patrick into that mix is maybe the best idea when you're just solely talking about team dynamics and locker room, um, just making sure everyone's comfortable. But I, I do think he's still going to get it. Daniel Berger... He played well in the team event that he was in. He also has been playing well this year. He's good buddies with a lot of guys on the team. So that just seems like a really great pick. You keep going down the list. And so you have Patrick Cantlay, Tony Fino, Webb Simpson. I don't know much about Patrick Cantlay as a person or stories or how he is with other guys on the team. From what I've heard, he's really laid back and easy to get along with. So I feel like he would be an easy fit into that group. And he also has a really well-rounded game. So I think he would play well with a bunch of different people on the team. 
Tony Finau, I feel like he's a lock now after getting this win. He's playing well. Uh, such a nice guy, and he hits it a mile, which is going to fit that golf course really well. Webb Simpson, another guy who is very unproblematic, and I feel like you need that. If you have a guy who has a very strong personality, maybe that's not the best fit for this team. Again, with Brooks and Bryson, and there was also some weird stuff with DJ and Brooks, and and then there was the Spieth and Patrick Reed stuff. I'm just thinking of all of like these storylines from past team events where it's gotten a little weird or awkward. So you want to try to fix that. I mean, that's why the European team always plays so well is because they just vibe. And when it comes to team events and match play events, that's what you need. You know, you need that team energy and Team USA just always seems to be lacking that. So I think the big discussion is, do you go off of who's playing well and the points or who is a better match play player? Because there also is people who play well or are playing well right now, but they're maybe not the best match play players. So then you go down the list and you have Kevin Kisner and Phil Mickelson, for example. So they aren't there with points, but Kevin has won this year. He is really well-liked by the guys. He has a strong social media following of people who are campaigning for him to make the team. I will say I don't think he's the best fit for this golf course. He's also having the worst year of his career. So I think that you can find someone who is well-liked but also just playing a little bit better. So I wouldn't consider Kisner to be a real solid pick. Then you have Phil Mickelson, who does play well in team events. He has been there before. He could be the leader of the group. And, you know, I feel like that might be something that's really necessary within this group of guys, um, all a bit younger. And even the more experienced players don't really have that. Um, I don't want to say leadership quality, but, you know, Phil just definitely takes command and uh, he can rally the troops and do what is necessary to get people fired up to go play. And I think that is something that is really important. And I honestly think that he should be picked just for that reason. I think he's going to bring everyone together. He also plays a ton of practice rounds with Bryson. And I do think that they would make a great pick. I know that a lot of the guys maybe uh, don't want to play with him or um, maybe they do. Um, I don't know. But it just seems like that Phil Bryson pairing could actually be really interesting. I also, if they put Patrick Reed on the team, I'm kind of loving a Bryson-Patrick Reed pairing. Uh, Bryson hits the mile, and then Patrick Reed has the short game. So they could be a really deadly combo together. I'm really liking that. And I also just think, like, maybe they, they have very different personalities, but I feel like it could almost work in a way. And so... If Patrick Reed's on the team, they better put him with Bryson. And then Phil, I also see the Phil-Bryson matchup. So I'm actually going for Phil on this one. People are also looking at uh, Scotty Scheffler, Jason Kokrak, Billy Horschel, and Sam Burns. Also, um, a lot of great players there. I just feel that, gosh, it's so hard trying to think of a team. Like what what's actually going to work with a dynamic and then who you're going to pair people up I, I feel really feel for Steve Stricker right now trying to go through this because I'm looking at the list of guys. You can go down even farther. There's Max Homa and Kevin Na. I'm loving Kevin Na too. Kevin Na could be so good with Bryson or, you know, even with like DJ. If you get him with someone that, you know, bombs it a long way, 
you know, Kevin Na and Tony Finau too, um, someone who drives it forever and then Kevin just makes everything. Kevin Na is the type of player you don't want to play with in match play because they just wear you out. Where And same with Jordan Spieth too. Uh, maybe not the, the most accurate hitter. And so they're all over the place, but they're amazing at scrambling and putting. Kevin Na, having him walk in putts, it would just be infuriating if I was playing against him. And that's kind of what you want too. And so you have to think of all these factors when it comes to a Ryder Cup team. I think the two guys who are definitely actually three guys now that I would say are for sure are uh, Jordan Spieth, Harris English, and Tony Finau. So then after that, you have three more picks. And out of those guys, I would go P. Reed, Kevin Na, and Phil Mickelson. So that's the team. That's the team I'm going with. So my captain picks would be Jordan Spieth, Harris English, Tony Finau, Patrick Reed, Kevin Na, and Phil Mickelson. Feeling pretty good about that. I'm feeling pretty good about that. What do you guys think? I really need to hear from you on this one. So make sure you send me a message or an email. You can send us a message on the Playing Around Instagram account. It's literally just Playing Around. That's the Instagram account name. Um, I respond back there as well. So send me messages. I want to hear who you guys would pick for the Ryder Cup and email us at par at iheartradio.com. But the Ryder Cup is going to be so much fun. That's one of my favorite events to watch. I love team events. I love seeing these guys get so fired up. And I wish that they would bring that type of energy to more PGA Tour events and majors. I know it's not head-to-head, but it's fun to see that head-to-head matchup. And, you know, one of the most iconic matches was Roy McIlroy and Patrick Reed, where they were shushing each other and screaming and getting the crowd fired up. And I wish we did more of that in golf and normal play. I think that would be just so amazing to see and to watch. And, you know, even though it's individual for stroke play, you still are playing other people when it comes down to it. You know, if you have a one-shot lead and it, it changes so quickly that maybe it's not the best thing to get that fired up. But I would love to see more of that. I think that would make people more interested in watching if you had more of that, like, competitiveness, the the yelling. And, I mean, for me, that's why I like certain things with in baseball, which I know people don't like. I like the bat flips. I like stuff like that. I like the celebrations. I like the touchdown celebrations in football. You know, to me, that that's fun, and that's what makes – sports special is watching people um, just do things that just like come to them in these like amazing moments of joy and happiness and defeat and to see those emotions. And I feel like in golf, sometimes the guys can be just a bit too robotic and they're not showing their emotions. They're not getting as fired up, but in these team events, they do. And you know, it's, it's in them and they want to do that and they are doing it and it's fun to watch. So I'm excited for the Ryder cup and to see who Steve Stricker is going to pick. I think it's going to be really interesting. You can go a ton of different ways with it. And I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited for the BMW. I am excited for the tour championship. I am excited for the Ryder cup. We also have college football and NFL coming up. I was watching a preseason game with the Steelers. You guys know that the Steelers is my team. And even though Ben Roethlisberger is back again, old man Ben, he looked really good. And this is what happens where he does look pretty good in the beginning of the season. They're probably going to win a bunch of games and then just like he's just old. So he then gets tired and needs a nappy. And then he just 
doesn't win anymore and our team doesn't win anymore like last season. So I'm interested to see how um, they're going to do. And also college football, I need a team. I talked about this before and I still haven't picked my team yet. So you guys have to keep sending me uh, different teams to root for. I will say that I think Georgia is going to have a surprise win and they're going to take it all this year. I just have a, I have a good feeling about that. I really don't want to see Alabama or Clemson win again. I would actually like to see Georgia win and I think they're going to do it. So that's an early pick for you guys. <laughs> if you want to make that pick, you go to points, but the points that app and get in on the action. Um, but that's it for today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed. And I'm so sorry that I was like snotting and blowing my nose throughout this entire episode. These allergies are going to be. Uh, they're the worst. Also, do you guys have any like remedies for bug bites? I know I mentioned that earlier, but I have so many and they're not fun and I'm not enjoying it right now. And my legs are just covered in them. So uh, let me know about that. And I just lost all of my sexiness points talking about snot and bug bites. <laughs> so <laughs> before I do more damage to my brand, I'm going to wrap this episode up. Thank you guys so much for listening and I will catch you next time. Follow Playing Around with Paige Renee on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.